Hey everyone, welcome back to On Point. This episode, I sit down with Cody from Elk River Archery, who is Chris's oldest son, who is in love with elk calling, elk calling competitions, and he's going to give us some tips, critique me, help me get better at calling, because the honestly, he's much better at elk calling than I am, and he's only 16. So I figured, get somebody on here that's better than me. There's a lot of guys that kind of can't get to that competition sound where these guys just, they just sound better. And so what are they doing that we're not? And that's what uh, this episode's about. We have some fun, uh, give some elk calling techniques as far as how to get those sounds. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy. So getting back in the saddle with podcasting, looking forward to coming out with a bunch more content. And I'll see you guys at the end of the episode. Bye. All right. Why don't you start this thing off with a bugle, dude? Just show people what they're in for. (laughs) Uh, just do what you did a second ago before we started recording. <laughs> mm. Broke note. What was that? We broke note a little bit there. A little bit, yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed. I am too. <laughs> just kidding, man. <laughs> so, um, give me, give me a quick rundown of who you are. Uh, I'm Dakota Dunlap. Uh, I do competition calling for elk, Mm -hmm. uh, avid elk hunter, love hunting in general. Yeah. I work for my dad at Elk River Archery, so that's my dad. You guys have heard him on the podcast before. Oh, yeah, a few times. Yep. Yeah. And what's cool about you is I'm going to drop your age on here because I think it's cool. Uh, Yeah. How old are you? I'm 16. 16 years old, and you're out calling anybody I personally know. Like. Mm -hmm. You're a stud caller, dude. Yeah, thank you. How many things have you won so far? Uh, four competitions. Four, <laughs> four or three. I can't. I can't remember. That's crazy, dude. I, I'm good enough to call in an elk, but I'm not like. There's a difference between. I I I I wanted to have you on here because there's a difference between what you're sounding like and what I'm sounding like. Yeah. Right? And we had this conversation earlier, and then I kind of got me thinking. I'm like, you know, this would make a good podcast. Like, why? Can I uh, bugle louder than others? Mm-hmm. Why can you bugle louder than me? Why does your bass sound better? Yeah, you know. So I want to kind of get into the, to the weeds in, in in the elk calling. Not like you know, here's what you do when the elk is doing this. No, I want how do I sound better? Yeah. So that's why you're here is because you sound better than I do. Okay. And I'm turning thirty here. <laughs> Not that age has a lot to do with it. No, it really doesn't. But I it's mean, really impressive for. 16 in your little brother is a yeah, stud caller that, too that kid can call he's here pretty soon i got a pretty good feeling that i'm gonna have some <laughs> stout competition from him huh. some real stout competition and the dumb lap dumb lap brothers are going to be picking up a bunch of competitions and putting them in their back pocket hopefully that's what that's what the plan is yeah so uh so let's get into this because right now i uh i've tried quite a few uh different out calls um i've tried the phelps I, i'm not sponsored by anybody mm-hmm. and i don't think you are either Mm-mm. not yet anyways yeah um wait till you turn 18 maybe yep is there laws for that or something so in in the organ regulations for out calling is any youth caller cannot be sponsored by somebody <laughs> or they're considered really? a professional caller so even when i go into the adult division when i turn 18 I technically still cannot be sponsored. Really? Yeah. That's fascinating. If, if so you're fascinating. Spon- if you're sponsored by anybody whatsoever, if you have any affiliation with the company, you're considered a professional caller. And you're going to be lumped in with like Corey Jacobson. Yeah. And you're screwed. Yeah. No, that's, that's, <laughs> that, that, my ultimate goal in life is to call against Corey Jacobson. Is it really? Yeah. You're going to be there soon. Hopefully. That's be there the, very soon. That's the main goal. So when do you want to get sponsored, I guess? Like, or um, what's the benefit? Do you get well, paid? They... So if you're good enough, then they'll pay for you to go to competitions. Oh, okay. Like they'll pay, like, let's say it's a local competition, like, well, not local. Like, let's say the competition drives two hours away. Okay. They'll pay for your gas to get there. If it's worlds, then they'll pay for your plane ticket to get there and your plane ticket to get back. Hmm. And then all the commodities and everything like that. So So are the worlds held in the same spot every year? Uh, No, they, they switched it. So last year it was at a convention center. And it was like a huge, like, I would, it was like the Oregon Sportsman Show, but in Utah, kind of. Okay. And they held it there in a little room that sounded horrible for elk calling. There was <laughs> way too much echo in there. <laughs> left the doors open. You could hear kids screaming and yelling out in the hallway really? while people are doing routines. And it's like, all right, this has got to change. So everybody kind of complained about it. And then they switched it this year to where the Northwest Mountain Challenge was held. 
or not the Northwest Mountain Challenge, Total Archery Challenge. Okay. Where it was held up at, um, I can't remember the name of the place, but it wasn't it, Hoodoo, was it? No, it was at um, in Utah at the Total Archery, or maybe yeah, Total Archery Challenge. Okay. Uh, I want to say oh Park City. Okay. That's where it was, and they had a they, that place was actually really nice. It sounded really good in there. There wasn't any echo. It was all like just super thick wall mm-hmm. and they left like cracks and the doors open, but they, it was a super long hallway. So nobody walked down it. Oh, okay. So it was nice. There was no kids screaming and yelling, nothing like that at all. So I guess, so you don't want a room with an echo and all that stuff. Then You just want a no, nice quiet room. Wh- yeah. That's really what you want. And every time before we go, I tell my dad, Hey, get the plane tickets for a day early. Well, why is what he always asks me? I go, because I want to go in that room and I literally want to call for three hours by my, or, you know, two to three hours by myself. Really? Just so that I can see how it sounds. I'll take voice memos and I'll just sit there and I'll listen to them. Uh-huh. I'll be sitting in the room listening to them. I'll be like, okay, I should change that. I'll change that. I'll change this. Okay. I want to get into that here later because you're, yeah. you're going, you're going to places I want to go in the, yeah, in, yeah, in the yeah. podcast, but no, I got gotcha. you. So, I mean, what are you using right now and, and why and explain to me why you and i are using the same call but you yep. sound better than i do so i use the phelps pink it's okay. his signature call the reason why i use it is because i love the latex that he uses for it and i love the stretch that he has in the latex okay so really i have my little brother he'll go put this read in his mouth and he'll literally sound like a dying cat <laughs> and i don't know why and then i'll put his read which is the phelps green in my mouth and i cannot call with it to save my life really so really what it is is just a preference of latex and then like what what stretch you want. There's heavy stretch, there's low stretch, there's a bunch of different things that you have to take in consideration like for calling and stuff like that. Mm. And then I also use the Maverick. I just started picking this one up and I'm liking it so far, but nothing can touch the Phelps for me. The Phelps has been my favorite so far this year and last year. Yeah. Um, another one I liked last year was um, it was before they changed to the dark green tape where you had the funny tasting tape, the, mm-hmm. the bright yeah, lime yeah, yeah, green yeah. one. Yeah. I liked that one last year. Um, or it was like two years ago. But yeah, anyways, two years ago, um, it, was. it was, I like that one. But, and I tried the Maverick this year. It's better for, for me for getting the higher pitches. Yep. But the cow calls out of the pink, I like them better. You get that get that low, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And uh, so after you and I were talking yesterday uh, while we were scouting for your whitetail tag, Mm -hmm. um, I was like picking your brain. I'm like, so here's what I do, and you're like, yeah, I do that. I'm like, here's what I, you know, here's some other things I do. I'm like, yeah, you're doing the same things I am. Yeah. I'm like, okay, so I I suck (laughs) (laughs) because I'm not executing it as good. So it's it's it has a ton to do with the way I believe at least because the same thing. Me and my brother called literally the exact same way i told him exactly what to do uh-huh. and he's done it right well he goes and he does that and he can't sound like i do with the same read i personally believe that it has a lot to it well it has everything to do mostly with air pressure the amount of air pressure you're using the way you can slide the note the way you can move your tongue while mm. still calling yeah versus and then i believe it also has a little bit to do with the way that your mouth is shaped i have a pretty like normal size palette right at the top of my mouth. Mm-hmm. My little brother's palate is actually pretty big. Hmm. So I think that the way that the call sits in his mouth versus like, cause we have, we take all of his diaphragms and this little metal frame on the top and we crush, crush them down. Really? Yeah. Like we'll put them like, I'll move them probably, I don't know, a 16 of an inch down. That's crazy. Just because it won't fit in his mouth. Right. And it'll sound like almost too hollow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's interesting. I feel like I have um, I, I have no idea because the only mouth I've felt is mine. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I feel like like I feel like I kind of have a, a deep palate, but I, yeah. don't, I don't know for sure. Yeah. I mean. I don't know anything about that stuff. It's it's hard to explain really to like to people like when they talk about what, I, what I'm talking about right now, like mm-hmm. the whole palate thing. It's It does have to do with how deep it is. And some people, I've literally seen them have to bend their frames so that the, the, the reed will fit in there. That's the Carlton one for me. Yeah. So the Carlton ones are a little. See, they seem a little wider. Mm-hmm, they are. They, and, they uh, definitely are. And they just don't fit. Like they, they actually um, reach the both um, insides of my molar. My molars. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like I can't even get it into the roof of my mouth all the way. 
Yeah, I had Bo Brooks make me some just custom calls while I was at his house one day. We were messing around, and I had him make me some, and he uses super wide palette plate. Really? And I was like, dude, I cannot use these. Like, do you have any smaller ones? He's like, nope, these are what I use. I figured I'd just make you some. I was like, all right. He yeah, makes them fine. on his own? Yeah. So he doesn't, he uses his own calls. Well, he works for power calls, and they just, like, literally, I think two weeks ago, started coming out with his own signature calls. Oh, really? Yeah. He has, cool. he has three of them right now. His cow call that he makes is pretty slick. Dude, I heard him in the competitions this year. And for guys that don't, are wondering, there's like Facebook videos of him, comp- of all of them competition bugling yeah. and stuff. His like calf and cow calls are were amazing. And that's that's the read that he came out with for power calls. It's called the really? single lady. Shout out to him, dude. Yeah, shout out to Bo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him, but he got some good cow calls. Yeah. And his lip ball was pretty impressive. Yeah, his dude. lip ball is crazy. Yeah, it was fun. I was like... How are these guys sounding this good? Like I've I've spent hours before yeah. when I was worried about it, mm-hmm. and then I was like, dude, I'm not a competition caller. What are you doing? Like, yeah, what I'm doing is working in the woods. Yeah, but it bothers me that I'm not. When I see a bunch of people doing something better than me, it pisses me off, yeah. and I have to get on that same, same level. Same here. Same so here. So that's why that's why it just drives me insane. But. Um, so with the, with the calls that he's using, he uses a wider, super wide power plate. Is that, that has to make a difference. It does. Versus a narrow one. Mm-hmm. What, what, what's so when going you, on So when there? you use a wider power plate, basically what it is, it just makes your, it makes your calf calls and it makes it so that your tongue can sit more on the reed. Okay. So more surface area. Yeah. It's more reed. surface area hitting the reed. So you can hit a lot of lower notes, a lot of higher notes. Really? Versus... You know, these ones, which I feel like I can slide on these pretty well, but with those reeds, if I could find a wider palette plate than this one, I feel like I could slide a lot better because you're getting a lot more contact mm. area with. I'm going to start wetting this one up. So yeah. I yeah. <laughs> but, um, so I, I personally, I like getting that nasally lower yep. end. Um, when I learned how to elk call, um, for a few years, the guy that was teaching me, um, always hit those lower tones and he's like i'll go in and right after somebody else i'll hit those lower tones he's a rosy hunter mm-hmm. hit those lower tones not even do it like a beautiful locate eagle just a gradual get louder same tone but it's low yeah and he'll get those responses that those other guys aren't getting yeah and so the frequency and the tone had a lot to do with it in my opinion um and and so that's why i've been drawn to some of these calls like the primos it would be the red split read um, mm-hmm. the, the V has the yeah. V in thing. Yeah. Um, I get that same thing out of the pink mm-hmm. and then out of the green, I can get a pretty good cow call too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so walk me through, uh, walk me through a cow call and how you are getting that, not that da 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 da, but you're getting a nice gradual single, single no breaks. So I like, what I do is, is I, a lot of people say, you know, you got to slide your tongue, slide your tongue. It doesn't work for me. I have to slide my, like, the note of, like, how much air I'm pushing out. So when I do it. <laughs> and as I'm huh. doing that, I'm gradually opening my mouth more. Mm-hmm. Because when you open it up, then your cheeks will, like, they'll expand a little bit. It gets a little hollow. Yeah, and it gets hollow. Yes, yes. Instead yes. of it just being, I'll do it without opening my mouth anymore. Versus, sounds more like a calf. It makes it a lot more hollow, and it makes it a lot yeah deeper, more realistic. Versus a high pitch, like you said, calf. Yeah. And when I'm doing a calf, I won't open my mouth at all. Like I'll literally leave a crack and just yeah yeah, and that's all I'll do. Okay. And it sounds like you're saying like a calf would. Got it. Yeah. yeah. It's just that higher pitch. Yeah. In uh, and so the way that I'm. I mean, I really use the pink. I went through like six of these things, dude. Mm-hmm. They, I want to work with Phelps on creating a yeah. call. And I told you, I want to call it the OP blowhard because yeah. I blow really freaking oh, yeah. hard on call. Like I, I will go through one of these in two days yeah. if I blow enough. Like It's crazy. Same here. My dad spends a lot of money on me every year for reads <laughs> because what I'll do is I'll – it's a bad habit. I got to get rid of it. But I'll sit there and I'll chew on my reads. Mm. I'll be walking around the woods and I'll be sitting there chewing on them. I'll be like, all right, I need to stop chewing on this thing before it <laughs> literally makes it so I can't call anymore. Yeah, well, I you know, so if I could make a, so I I, I showed you some of those Carlton with the mm-hmm. like like the water resistant or waterproof yeah. tape. Um, I don't feel like it gets a good a seal to it the top doesn't. of my mouth, but if I could get that 
waterproofness with a flexible tape like yeah. Phelps. Like there's got to be a medium. medium yeah, there material. has to be. That would be an awesome material. Yeah. So somebody that makes a call should like listen. That to that uh those Carltons that I was using down mm-hmm. there, they did not stick to my mouth worth a crap. I literally couldn't do anything. I was like, mm. okay, like I can't slide my note because when I slide my note, I'm dropping my jaw more, mm-hmm. and I'm letting the reed like kind of sink back. Yeah. Versus like it literally just falling onto my tongue when I bring my jaw I, down. I when I got when I got those, they told me break these in, like spend mm-hmm. uh, you know an hour just hammering on these yeah. things. And so maybe that has something to do with it. I don't I don't know. They just don't fit my mouth. And so yeah. I'm like somebody that actually can call out deserves these calls. I can't <laughs> I can't I can't use them. Like I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna go home and I'm gonna tell Owen to sit here and play with these things for a little bit, <laughs> and he will. Yeah, you know, uh, my buddy Bob um, actually has a few uh, Super Sneak, and so if you guys are looking for a cool call, shout out to Bob, yeah. Super Sneak, super cool guy. Yeah. Um, but those are he he only, he works with Carlton on those, and there uses the uh, is it the four fifty Rippets or the Rippet? I don't uh, know anything about them, really. the Rippet frames. Oh yeah 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 yeah. The, I think those were the four fifty Rippets. Yeah. I want to um, say. But you were getting way better sounds out of them than I was. It's. It's got to be I I cal I let's put it this way I bugle so much <laughs> that my neighbors get super angry really? and we live outside of city limits. That's crazy. Yeah, like I'll go over and I'll talk to the neighbors after I'll bugle for an hour and a half straight, and they'll be like, "Oh, you finally quit with that bugle, huh?" And I'll be like, "Oh yeah, I stopped with it about fifteen minutes ago." That's and funny. they'll just start laughing. <laughs> so I want to get into the how to. So the way that I get a nice raspy cow call is I start with a lot of air pressure to get that high mm-hmm. um a lot of or sorry, i should say a lot of air tight pressure against the reed using yeah using um the best way that i i saw it put was mike Batiste saying make a sh sound and where your tongue hits the roof of your mouth when you go sh that's where that reed mm-hmm. should be and since i did that um i've been more conscious about where that tongue's been on the reed and i've yeah. actually got way better yeah tones I've I it. I've never done anything like that. Mo- really, literally, how I did this was literally how I got into calling. Mm-hmm. Was my dad went and bought a four pack of reeds. <laughs> They're Primos reeds. They weren't anything special. Uh-huh. And he goes, "You want one of these?" I was like, "Yeah, sure." I it was two years away from me starting hunting, hmm. so I was like, "Okay, yeah, I'll take him." So I'm literally outside playing with him, and I'm shooting my bow, and I have it in my mouth because I thought I was pretty cool, you know. I was like, "Oh, I'm <laughs> stopping a bull, right? Like uh-huh. a pretend bull." And I start screaming through it. My dad goes, dude, Cody, I thought you were actually hurt. And I, he was like, don't do that again. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so then I kind of just kept doing it, kept doing it, kept doing it. And we have videos of me calling when I was 12. And my dad, like, and literally after those videos, I kind of just quit calling for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And I came back to it and I started bugling again. And then my dad's like, all right, let's hear your chuckle. And I started chuckling. My dad goes, what happened? I go, what? Did it sound bad? And he goes, no, it actually sounds really good. So literally over a year and a half, somehow I kind of just. Well, you probably grew. Your yeah. Pal- your mouth got a little yeah. bit bigger. Yeah. And it, like literally yeah. just over a year and a half, somehow my chuckles. And, yeah. and that, what that probably is is more air. Yeah. Because you're bigger. You can yeah, get more air going I, out. That's what it is. Yeah. So Owen's main problem right now is it doesn't have bass. A lot of your chuckle is from your voice. Like the end of your chuckle, excuse me, is from mm. your voice. He still has a pretty high-pitched voice. You know, he's only you know, 14 now. Yeah. He's just starting to hit puberty. Uh When he gets through puberty all the way, that kid is going to sound crazy (laughs) because his cadence on his chuckles, like literally everything that he does is he's good. Yeah. He's really good. His technique and everything's great. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give an example of a, of a bugle or a chuckle that I hear a lot of guys doing. And this is how I can pick out a hunter most of the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'll just do it real quick. All right. Um, and then I'll do the, and then maybe you should do it because you're better at it. calling <laughs> period, but oh. That's most of the guys that chuckle. Yeah, that's a lot of the guys that chuckle and right they don't, there. You know, and, and the best way I can describe it, and, and if I get off base here, you tell me because, I, like I said, you are much better at this stuff than I am, um, is it comes from the stomach, not from uh-huh. the chest. Uh-huh. It's like, you know how you're coughing? That comes from the stomach, exactly. like a big cough. Yeah. Well, you're doing that with a chuckle. Well, that's mm-hmm. how I do it anyways. Mm-hmm. And so um, why don't you give us a good chuckle because um, you'll do the audience a better favor <laughs> than I will. <laughs> <laughs> so that 
bass, that bottom end mm-hmm. there. God, that sounds. Some good. of those, some of those weren't that bottom endy, <laughs> but the Towards last, the end, yeah, the last couple got there dude, pretty good. I love that. Um, and then a lot of it is the breathing. Yes, the a breathing ton of in. it. A you breathe in through the bugle, right? Yes, yes, and you get that kind of like that bowl breathing sound. Mm-hmm. It's really yeah. hard to describe, but. Um, so walk me through a, a chuckle real quick. How, how would a guy achieve that? So a lot of people, what I'll tell them, so when I, when they first ask me that, they'll come into the shop, they'll be like, oh, like, hey, let me hear you call real quick. I'll go out there and call for them, right? And then they'll be like, okay, how do you chuckle like that? That's the number one question everybody has. Really? First, first thing is, how do you chuckle like that? Huh. I go, well, what I tell everybody is go home and don't do any other alcohol except for a chuckle for a month straight. Hmm. And they'll be like, well, why? And I'll be like, Trust me, what you'll do, what you'll start doing is you'll start off with just doing like a, just kind of like a, you'll start doing that. Yeah. And then after that, then you'll be able to put in the, like that. Once you get that going, then your chuckle's almost like, your chuckle's starting to get there pretty good. So here, yeah, here, here, here you go. It'll start off. Point it towards that other mic over there. It'll start off like this. And then you, when you get that. Mm-hmm. When we can get that pop to breathe in, yeah, then it'll go. That's crazy. <laughs> then, so really, what it is, it's it's a high pitch to a drop it, drop the collar straight on his face, hmm. and then breathe it, and then just suck all that air back in, and then repeat. Okay, give me a try. Let's, let's get it. Let's see it. Get shown up by a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'm not dropping it harder as hard as you are. Yeah, Maybe it's more air. Just drop. No, literally, just go. Hmm. So start it off as kind of just a, just go, just get that high pitch and then drop it. Just completely. You hear those? How much I heard it bass better. they yeah, had? Yeah, I, yeah. Just, I dropped it quicker. Yeah, that's what you need. That's what I tell everybody. Just literally just. Interesting. Once, hey, once see, you, I'm learning shit here. Once you hit that, <laughs> once you hit that high note where you feel like that's good, literally just drop your jaw completely off of it. Hmm. Drop everything off of it, and then, and if your reed fits right, it should stay right at the top of your yep. palate. Yep. It yeah. Should, it should just sit right there. That's why I like the pink. It, yep. it just to me, it fits really good. All of them. All of them have the same frame. Huh. They all have the same frame. None of them are bigger. Only thing that's different is the latex and the stretch of the latex. That's it. Yeah, really. And the maybe that's why I can use any of the Phelps ones. Yeah, because they're all the same size. Yeah, but, um, I believe. Don't quote feels, me. Feels it just feels really good when I use this one. But like, I don't have to move it around much. Like if it's the it, it pops right into place for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so, so I guess walk me through some other things that you see guys that are that are getting wrong here because I see the cow calls. The guys are breaking cow, cow calls, calls. Yeah, and for me. Um, and, and I kind of went there and I, and I forgot to touch on it, but for the estrus or that, or that whiny mm-hmm. drop down that, yeah. Yeah. Um, I drop my jaw same a here. lot. Same here. I don't slide my tongue. You're, you're, I drop my jaw. Your tongue is naturally going to stay up. If you, right. if you've called enough, your nat, your tongue is naturally just going to stay up on the top. Yeah. It's going to stay up on the top of the roof yeah. of your mouth. It's not going to drop with your jaw. Right. You have to train yourself. Like when the chuckle, you have to train yourself to just completely drop everything off. Are you dropping your jaw on a chuckle? When I chuckle, it's my jaw. I drop it a little bit just so that I can get my tongue deeper so that when I, when I inhale, hmm. my, my tongue's not touching my reed. Cause if I inhale with my tongue touching my reed, it'll go and like yeah. buzz. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're not dropping your jaw at all. Really? Mm-mm. Huh. It's like staying right there. See, so then it's my jaw already starts pretty low then it, because my dad's always told me, he's like, man, you're dropping your jaw. Really? I guess to I've me, changed. To me, it didn't look like you were that I, I guess I've just changed it then because my jaw, I guess, starts a little bit lower now uh-huh. than it used to. And now I'm just dropping my tongue down, which is a good thing because I now I can chuckle a lot quicker. That's what it is. Yeah. Because during World does my number one thing is I was chuckling super slow. Really? It was just, whoa, whoa. Whoa. Versus like you hear Corey Jacobson, Bo, all those people are just, whoa, 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 whoa. It's yeah. like, okay, I need to speed these up a little bit. <laughs> so for for guys that are wanting to get, I want to I finish this thought on the Mew real quick, mm-hmm. is it's it's tight pressure, lots of air for yes. me personally. Yes. And then I'll drop my jaw down, releasing pressure on the plate. I will um, 
decrease or increase my air because if you don't, you're going to lose, you're going to break. Mm-hmm. So I increase my air a little bit when I'm going and loosening that um, pressure against the reed, mm-hmm. and then I'll uh, I'll um, lighten it back up. Is or uh, what do I do? Let me go. Or uh. so I kind of increase the air the more I get, and then um, like the farther away that my my tongue gets away from the reed, the harder I blow. Yeah. Just so I can keep yep. that, that note. Yeah, Is that so accurate keep, for yeah, you? Yeah, so you can okay. keep the note. So, yeah, it starts off with, with – and I don't blow hard with the pink at all. Nope, not with cow calls. Cow calls are really easy through the pink. They're yeah. not hard. Oh. So it would be like this. I broke that one, but – um. Yeah, I, I really like that whiny sound. I throw that in there all the time when yep. I'm hunting and Same stuff. Here. Yeah, um, so I guess give me a good tip on um, the the locate bugling and and then let's get into a little bit more of the competition stuff because okay, I think I think this competition stuff is going to start blowing up. A lot of these guys out in the woods, you know, they're starting they're, to get pretty good. They're, they're, I will say yeah. that. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of guys that I I think maybe the best in the world's never even tried an elk calling competition. They don't even yeah. care. I mean. I've heard there's one guy that just showed up to Stevens Pass one, mm-hmm. and he's not a competition caller. He straight up said he goes, "I hate competition, but I'm only in this one because my buddy, because Dirk told him to." Oh, really? So this Who? guy, this I can't remember the oh, guy's Dirk name. Dirk told him to. Yeah, Dirk told him to. Mm. It was one of Dirk's buddies from Idaho. Mm. This guy shows up out of the blue. I'm thinking it's like this like guy who's just you know first time ever calling or something like that. You know, uh-huh. just got it, just got it. Guy shows up, literally just rips a bugle. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> oh crap i was like heck yeah this is sweet and then the kid that ended up beating me at that place at steven's pass beat that guy really which i was actually super surprised about i was like there's no way this guy's losing like i kind of knew right from the get-go i was like yeah i'm losing to this guy like, that guy <laughs> he was that good i was like really this guy is freaking amazing oh my little brother who's one of my like he's my biggest supporter when it comes to those competitions that's cool he straight up said to me he goes yeah i don't know if you're gonna beat this guy <laughs> i was like yeah dude i know that's exactly what you want to hear <laughs> uh, no i i straight up knew i told him at first i was like dude i don't think i'm gonna beat this guy and Owen goes yeah i don't either i was like thanks but I, I already know <laughs> well uh so i guess walk me through what that guy was able to do that that you weren't doing and and he, uh so that that day I do not know why. I don't know if it was the six-hour drive going there. I was super fatigued, super tired of whatever it was. But I could not hold a clean note to save my life. Really? I was sitting there. I'd come in. I'd hit my locate, and it would just, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, what in the heck is happening? Hmm. It was the weirdest thing ever. And then I'd walk 500 yards away to go, you know, just, like, make sure that my read was good or, you know, throw another one in and then make sure that one was good. And I was doing the same thing. I was like, Okay, it's got to be something. It's got to be something weird. So I literally walked to the Fells booth and I was. I gave him nine dollars and said, "Hey, <laughs> let me get a pink right now." And they're like, "Okay." So they break a pink out. I throw it in, go up on there and break note again. I was oh. like, "Okay, I know when I put a brand new Phelps read in a brand new pink that I can, you know, I can call. You know, I can hold a clean note. I do not know what it was, but that day I cannot hold a clean note to save my life. Weird. Yeah, it was huh. the weirdest thing ever. Huh. The guy's chuckles were pretty – they were spot on too. And that, that competition wasn't a cow cow call competition at all. It was give us all your best bugles for 30 seconds and then go sit down and wait for your head-to-head to go. Really? Yeah. So is that like a ranking? It was – It was. they literally they literally said, you and you come up and call. Really? And then they had you do rock, paper, scissors for who was first and who was second. <laughs> huh. Yeah. So um, – Give me give me a rundown of what a call sequence is. How do you pick a call sequence? I mean, what what is what is the point of any of an elk calling competition? Because it really, I mean, my my slight with an elk calling competition is like the elk think I'm good. Yeah. So who yeah, are you to tell me that I'm not? That I'm not. The, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So walk me through what they're looking for. If someone is wanting to get into the game, what do you what do you do? It's it's really hard to say. Um, my best advice to somebody that's just trying to get into elk calling or just trying to get into competitions mm-hmm. would be go watch Corey Jacobson routine and copy it. <laughs> Literally the whole entire thing. Really? From every cow call to every bugle sequence. So if he starts off with a locate, you start off with a locate. If he goes to lip ball after that, you go to lip ball. 
just start off with that because that's that is I'm gonna say the most universally known like elk calling routine. Hmm. Everybody's heard of Corey Jacobs. Every like elk hunter's heard of Corey Jacobson. Right. You know, everybody in the competition game knows exactly what routine he does. Like my little brother like can recite it now. Really? He's watched so many of them. Like he'll start off with this, then this, then this, and like, dude, why do you know this? So he does the same thing over and over again every year. Okay. Starts off with the same routine. And little known fact, hmm. Corey Jacob. This it's a well known fact in the competition world. But Corey Jacobson, when he goes up on stage, will have a hoochie mama in his back pocket. <laughs> I really? kid you not. He'll hit his cow call and then he'll squeeze that hoochie mama. Really? So it'll sound like two cows going off at the same time. That's cool. Yeah. Smart. It, it works. It works. Smart, that's for smart. sure. Yeah. Hey, you know what? Guys can talk shit about all day about a hoochie mama. They First work. elk I ever called in mm-hmm. was with a hoochie mama. Yeah, they work. I'm, <laughs> I mean. It's it's just when the guys are out there going, just cranking on that thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a story about that. Like DJ that's Diddle's a, out oh, there yeah, with no, a freaking no kidding. It's funny. hoochie mama. But, um, you know, but you can get some good um, – Lost cow or lost cow and calf calls with oh, a yeah, hoochie mama. No, I don't can. get very good muse with it at all, but yeah, it's because it, it's, it's just it doesn't have a long enough breath. Yeah, it doesn't have a long enough one. But if you, yeah. if you could put an extended one on it, then I think would be pretty good. Yeah, for, yeah, it wouldn't be bad. Yeah, yeah, extended cow calls. Yeah, but going back into competition, so a normal routine for a bugle at least, I would start off with a locator because most of the time when you're out in the woods. You're going to locate first if you're going to bugle. That makes sense. You're not going to go straight into a chuckle. You're not going to go straight into a lip ball. <laughs> you're going to you're going to scream first, right? Because that's the loudest thing that you can most likely do. Mm-hmm. You want the most elk to hear you. So when I go up on stage, the first thing I always start off with is a located bugle. I might throw a bark in before it because Bo actually taught me this. He goes, bark, and then hit the locate. I was like, what are you talking about? Hmm. So I did it, and I, he was like, that sounded perfect. And I went to a competition, I did that, and I won it. Really? So I was like, heck yeah, Why I'm bark? sticking. I have no clue. Why the it's, hell would you bark? It's not even a loud bark. It's just a... Well, that's more of a chuckle. Yeah, that's what it was. But he he explained it as a bark. My mom oh, was okay. like, that sounds like a chuckle. Yeah. I was like, whatever. Yeah. But it It literally, like for some reason, maybe I just called... a exceptionally good that day huh but i ended up winning that competition and bo's like i'm telling you it's because of that obviously i do that joking. out in the woods too. yeah yeah and, and it, really what it helps me do is make sure i'm in the right spot it's not mm-hmm. because i think the bull's going to re- respond better if i chuckle real yeah. quick but or a lot of times i'll cow call cow call make sure that i'm in the right spot mm-hmm. with my mouth and, and the reed and everything and then i'll hit that bugle yeah. or i'll go um or i'll go Work my way into the bugle so I can make sure I'm going to hit the right note. Yeah. So I'll go something like. I'll, I'll kind of have that. Yeah. Just yeah. so I can make sure that I it's 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 in the spot. It's going to hit and then yeah. it's going to go up. But because um, sometimes and, and that helps me prevent like it cracking and stuff. If I just try and start off and just go without mm-hmm. that little startup, I'm more prone to error. Yeah. And I no, I agree with that 100. percent Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, it. For elk calling, it really to me it don't matter. But for competition, I don't I don't know if you'd want to do that or not. What I'll do is before I'll get out to go hike or something like that, I'll literally put the reed in my mouth and I'll cow call with it like I don't know probably fifteen times, huh. and I'll know it's in the right spot and I will not move it. I won't move it to the side. Mm. I'll literally just leave it sitting up there. Okay. And then I'll just walk all like that the whole entire way there. So for a routine, the judges are wanting you to do what you're going to do in the woods. Most of the time, yeah. I'm, there's some judges that really you, it's just a shot in the dark. Go up there and do what you want and <laughs> f- you figure it out. Huh. Most of the time, getting picked first is the worst because you're the guinea pig most of the time. Mm. If you're in a head-to-head competition getting first, getting picked, if you're the first caller and then you got your second caller, you're the guinea pigs. So I called against a kid this year in Worlds, not knocking on the kid at all. The kid, he was seven years old. Whoa. Young guy using his mouth. That kid was insanely good for using his mouth. <laughs> huh. But, you know, it's it's two different tiers. You know, there's bass, which is what I would say, you know, I had. And then there's, you know, mouth calling, which you can't get bass out of mouth calling, especially when you're seven years old. Right. And that got voted seven to two. Or not seven to two, excuse me, five to two. I beat him five to two. Really? I was like, okay. So I told Owen, I was like, when you go out there, like, you already don't have that much. Yeah, you know, he doesn't have that much bass yet. But I was like, try to just cut it back a little bit and see what happens. And he went up there, and the kid that beat me third, th- third and fourth, he lost to four to three. So I kind of knew there. I was like, okay, I need to cut some base out. 
because hmm. that kid that he beat him had but what was weird was that kid that beat him had a ton of base so i was like that's weird yeah i was like what's happening so kind of it's just shot in the dark for a while and then eventually you'll get kind of used to it they'll be like okay this is what they want to hear go up there and do that hmm. so but on the second day when the finals it was all sorts of weird but like a normal routine when you go up there for cow calls is kind of just you start off with lost with lost calf that's what i've always done hmm. that's what brian landley told me to do that's what Corey told me to do really so all those guys told me to do they walk up there and the first thing you do is hit a lost calf meal it's easy yeah that's what it is and you yeah. can just check and make sure that everything's good when you do that. Okay. Because you can't really screw up a lost calf. Like it's so short and high. Yeah, it's pretty hard to screw one of those up. So <laughs> watch he, me hold yeah. my hold my soda. <laughs> <laughs> so he goes up there, and I because the pros called before us this year, which mm-hmm. is the first time that's happened in a while. He walks up there, and the first thing he hits was lost calf. I was like, okay, that's what I'm gonna do. And then I asked. Uh, Jason and Bo, I was like, what are you guys going to do to start off? They're like, lost calf. <laughs> like, hey, that's what I'm doing then. So I went up there and hit lost calf. And then after that, I most of the time I'll go into like a uh, like an estrus mule. Mm-hmm. And then I'll hit cow barks. And then I'll just go into like me trying to sound like a bunch of different cows. Or like, you know, three or four cows going back and forth, conversating and all that. And I would say that it works most of the time because that's what a lot of people do. Is if this year they kind of screwed it up with the pros. They gave, only gave them 15 seconds to do cow calls. Weird. Which is weird. But you had three different sections. So you had, they'd say, okay, car one, do uh, lost calf mews. So you do lost calf mews for 15 seconds. That's all you could do. Or else you're disqualified. Really? Like, obviously, if you, you know, mess up and hit a cow call. But <laughs> if you're going to bark during lost calves, then they said that you, that, that you were done, basically. Really? Yeah. Then they would say, car number two, do the, you know, bull barks. So they were switching it up like that. So then you go hit bull barks 15 seconds. I don't know why you bull bark 15 seconds, but hey, it happens. Hmm. Then they would say, okay, call number one, go in, or call number one, go into, uh, like, they could literally say anything. They could say, uh, cow muse, uh, location bugle, challenge bugles, chuckles, like anything. So hmm. they, they did that this year, which was kind of funky, and then they gave them 30 seconds of freestyle. Where they literally just went out there and did whatever they wanted for 30 seconds. Hmm. So yeah, that was kind of weird. But for youth this year, they did what they did last year, which was 45 seconds cow, 45 seconds for bull, hmm. which is pretty good. Um, so you can get a lot of calling in in 45 seconds. I yeah I I me and my brother both can go through five different bugles plus two bull barks. Really? In 45 seconds. Yeah. We can hit lip ball with chuckle. Straight chuckle, location, challenge bugle. And then I throw in this thing called the bull moan. Brian taught me it. and it, Show me that. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's weird. You got to show me that. So he said that bulls do this when they're raking trees. They'll be sitting down there and they'll just go like this. <laughs> and then they'll hit chuckle right after it. Really? Yeah. I've never heard that. But when I was in Sled Springs, you it, heard was, that? it was the craziest thing huh. ever. I could literally, like, my dad goes, I hit a location bugle. Wouldn't get the bull to answer me. I'd hit that, and we'd start raking a tree. Like, three bulls fire off. Really? It was the weirdest thing ever. So it works in the woods pretty well. Yeah. I, I mean, I've been next to bulls raking plenty of times, but I've never heard that yeah, before. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why Brian told me to do it one time. He goes, go out in the woods this year and try it. And I was like, okay. Yeah, well, went out there I've and never I, even heard of that. Yeah, and I tried it, and I was like, this is crazy. Huh. Yeah, it's really whiny. It is. Like That's what it is. Like yeah. wine. Yeah. Yeah. It's super weird. Huh. Yeah. No, I've never heard of that. Yeah, I'll throw that in for some of my competitions. I had a judge come up to me at Oregon one time. He goes, what was that? <laughs> it was a bull moan? Yeah. Oh. Huh. like, nice. I docked you for that. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, I think he actually did because I ended up losing that competition. Oh. I was like, oh, sweet. Mm-hmm. I guess I shouldn't have thrown that in there. I guess I should have <laughs> just stayed in the baseline stuff. Huh. Well, I guess um, there's some other things that I've done and – and so what are some things that, that 
you do, for example, you and I, I, I talked about cocking the, the, yep. the mouth, uh, like a 45 yep. in your mouth. Yep. And that helps me get better calf calls, yep. easier That's calf what I, calls. That's exactly what I do. Um, walk me through some of those things. And, and, uh, is there other things that guys can do to get more sounds out of their calls? Like the weird things that you can do with your yeah, calls? Yeah, exactly. Make, okay. Um, one of the weird things I'll do is before I'll go in the woods every time is I'll stick my tongue right between this the latex and this part hmm. because a lot of the times when it's going up and down, it's actually hitting that part. Between the palate yeah. and the uh, just, latex. Yeah, just stick it right in between that thing. Really? Yeah. Because it, it, what it'll do I've is never it, done that before. Yeah, it'll make it a lot like softer on the top. Really? So it'll make it so your tone isn't so rigid. Really? Yeah, literally. I mean, eventually, if you have it in there enough, then it'll... Like if you have your read in your mouth enough, mm-hmm. then it'll just get like it'll Saturated get wet. Through being yeah, in there. yeah. But I just do it to start it off. Like that's the first thing I'll do. Like I'll leave my read sitting in my call box overnight, and then I'll just the first thing I'll do right when I get in the woods is I'll do that, hmm. and then I'll put it in, and get it wet for okay. about five minutes, and then start calling with it. Really? Yeah. But the number one thing I would say is you can't throw a read in and start calling with it within the first thirty seconds. Really? Yeah. Why is that? Latex is still dry. So you won't get good, it's not, more consistent calls yeah, out of it? Yeah, or? yeah. Like, your notes will break a lot more. Like, this is all stuff that I've found. I mean, you guys can take this however you want. But I mean, um, I, it's I, funny because my pink, I, I, I find that I get it too wet, and I'm slurping the spit out of there. Yeah, they, like, if you, you can get them too wet, that's for sure. Like, I've had one where I left it in there for two hours straight. Oh, geez. And I literally had to take it out and rent, like, just, yeah. you know, fake throw it on the ground, just get all the spit out of it, hmm. and put it back in. But it'll stay in the latex. It'll stay kind of surrounded the latex, and then it'll keep that wet so that it, mm-hmm. you know you're not getting all sorts of weird notes coming out of it. But like literally, if you touch your latex on your call right now, you'll real, you'll realize that it's still pretty damp. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not. They're not supposed to be dry when you're calling with them. Interesting. Well, I I know that um, I was hunting with a, a buddy named James. He'd be on the show here soon. Mm-hmm. Um, he was. Using the green with the very tip of his tongue. Yeah. Getting some killer cow calls with it. Yeah. A lot of people can do that. And the reason why they can is because when you put the tip of your tongue on it, on there, there's less like surface area. Mm-hmm. So you can get a lot higher pitch out of it. Interesting. Yeah. Like I was saying with that wide palate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get a lot more. You can hit those low, low, low notes because you don't have to blow as hard because there's a lot more latex around there. Hmm. And there's going to be parts in your tongue where it's going to be inconsistent, so you don't got to mm-hmm. blow as hard. Okay. But when you use the very tip of your tongue, it's a very fine line that you have to ride so that you're not breaking no or doing any of that stuff. Interesting. I have never never been able to call the tip of my tongue. I've always only been able to call it the middle of my tongue. Well, the tip of my tongue, it like almost – it's like a weird sensation that's like tickles or yeah. like buzzes. It like it almost hurts. Yeah, kind like, of. I don't like it. Yeah, same. I don't like the sensation I can't, it does. I can't use the tip of my tongue. Yeah. No way. So uh, <laughs> I want to kind of do something fun here. All right. Uh, it just popped in my head. I want you to do a uh, – because you've been to competitions and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, throw at me what a judge would throw at you, and we're going to compete. What and a then, judge would throw at me? Like what do you mean? The audience, the listeners can comment on the Instagram post when I post this episode after they listen to it. Okay. You can tell us who won. Who Obviously, it's going to be you. Who won the con But it'll be fun. It'll be who fun. Who won the con yeah, competition? you can say you kicked Garrett's ass in a, in a con <laughs> con competition. All right, you go first. Okay, what am I doing? Your, uh, what, what, okay, what, your last competition. Tell me what they did. Uh, well, I didn't compete in pro, but I can give I can give you a pro one if you want. No, dude, look at me. No, 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 no. I no, I can I can give you like like what I want to hear. Okay, yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Do okay. that, do that, do that. Okay. All right, let let me hear a lip ball with a chuckle. Really? Yeah. With the, with a smirk on his face. He well, I just want to hear. I haven't I haven't heard you lip ball and chuckle yet. So okay. <laughs> Those last couple of chuckles sounded really good. They did. I was yeah. thinking, man, my chuckles are sucking balls. No, because right you started to drop it right on. I his was face. conscious. I was consciously trying to like. I need to get that bass in there, and I never. Yeah. The reed moved on me. Oh really? Yeah. That's the worst feeling I like, ever. Oh, I can't get it. But Isaac's, I Isaac Jacobson's gonna hate me for saying this, but <laughs> when we were at, when he was at one of the competitions, I wasn't there, but I heard about it. He was up on the stage uh-huh. and he was doing a bugle and he literally blew his reed out of his mouth. Oh. Yeah. He said it was the worst <laughs> feeling ever. He was so embarrassed. There's nothing you can do. Yeah, no, there's literally not. You, you just, just got to pick it up, put it back your, in your mouth take and your start bugle, calling your again. reed and go home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I wasn't happy with my uh with my 
chuckles on that one, honestly. The the lip ball was okay. Yeah, lip ball was pretty good. Was it? Yeah, it sounded pretty good. Um, it takes me a while to get the sound. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can't do it right off the bat. It's really hard for there's me. There's a lot. There's some people that can, but there's a lot of people that can't. Like, I hmm. only sometimes can, very rarely. Let me try, let me try one more time. All right, get it again. <laughs> There you go. Better? Those last couple sounded. Better. Those last couple they chuckles they sounded they amazing. Like the, that dude, lip ball sounded good too. Those two out of the eight you just did were pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so your turn, sir. <laughs> All right, you you call it. No, no, you're gonna do the same thing. Okay. Uh, just point it towards the mic over there, and and. <laughs> All right, I got you. <laughs> we should do this live on Instagram. Is what we should be doing. But, uh, go ahead. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh you won that one i'm gonna give i'm gonna secede that <laughs> um okay I'll, I'll call the next one. we'll do this for another two uh do a um bark bull bark okay followed by a cow mew estrus okay followed by Oh man, we're getting a we're getting a train going here. Yeah, huh? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Followed by a uh, roundup, a roundup, what roundup, do you mean? roundup bugle. No, uh, it's like that. a it's it's like that bark bugle thing. Oh, you did. okay, okay. I yeah. Gotcha. So you want to hear bull bark to cow estrus? Yeah. To roundup. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hit me. <laughs> <laughs> I messed that. That's it. I messed that cow bark. Up. Oh, I maybe I can up. beat you. I messed that. Um, I messed that roundup bugle up pretty bad right there. Uh, maybe I can take you on this I one. I choked on that one. <laughs> All right. All right. Here we go. <laughs> this is fun. Oh yeah, it is. Okay. What was it? it was okay. A, it was a bull bark. Bull bark. Cow mew. Yeah. Uh, no cow estrus. Cow estrus mew. Yeah. And then uh, roundup. Roundup bugle. All right. I gotta hear this roundup bugle. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have it up too. <laughs> hey, we both we both messed them up. Hey, it's whatever. God, I suck. <laughs> um, okay, so your turn. Call it. We'll do one more. You call the last one. I want to hear you try that bull moan. Mmm, I've never done it, but yeah, let's try, try it. Just it. give me Just another. Give it. me another example. Here, right, what I you got want. you. Wet my whistle real quick. So when I do it, you got to go. Two moans, so just a, just a two moans, and then just right after you get done with your second moan, just dive it straight into chuckles. Okay. And they can be loud chuckles. You don't got to sit there and, you know, baby on them. Just, just chuckle normally. You show me what, and I'll try to imitate it the best I can. You got it. You got it. You got to get this down. So it's uh, or yeah, kind of. Just try to try to drop the tone a little bit lower. What are you doing there? I'm kind of dropping my tongue off it at some spots and then bringing it right back up. There, no, you're getting that buzz at the end. (laughs) It's like a cat. It's like the beginning of a bugle. Yeah. Okay, give me that freaking bugle back. You got it. (laughs) I keep breaking. (laughs) 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 All right, you win. (laughs) And then, uh, okay, here goes my official fifth attempt. All right, here you go. Those last couple sound. Those yeah. last couple chuckles sounded good. You just got to remember, drop that thing straight on straight its face. Down. Hmm. I need to work on my chuckles. I need to figure out how to meow like a cat through the bugle. Mm-hmm. Chuckle, bull thing. Yeah, the bull moan. <laughs> the bull moan, dude. I've never even heard of that. Yeah, but you you caught me on something. I've, it I've was, never. It even was heard literally of. the weirdest thing ever. I'm with yeah. my dad. Took me down to talk to Brian Laney about calling because I wanted to get in competition, right? 
And he goes, okay, let's hear everything first. And the first thing he said to me, he goes, he goes, well, first of all, when you came in here, I thought you were going to sound like a dying cat. And he goes, you don't sound like a dying cat, so that's good. <laughs> I was like, all right, we're already started off pretty good here. Sweet. <laughs> and then he goes, okay, let's hear your lip ball. I had no clue how to lip ball. I didn't even know what a lip ball really? was. Really? So he had to I show go, you or what? I go, what is a lip ball? He goes, what do you mean? <laughs> I was like, okay, you got to explain this to me. I'm fairly new to this. So he explained it to me, explained to me how to do it. And then literally on the drive home, I picked it up. Just like finally started to learn how to do it. I was like, what mm. the heck? This is sweet. Mm-hmm. And I all literally, this where the whole do this thing for a month and then you'll get it down mm-hmm. came from. Because literally all I did for a month when I got home was I just lip balled. Didn't even cow call. Really? Yeah. Didn't even cow call. Didn't even chuckle. Didn't do anything except for lip balls. Mm. And then I got my lip ball down. And then after that, I went back into chuckles for probably two weeks straight and got chuckles down good. And then went to locators where I didn't break notes all the time where I was actually, you know, doing the locator pretty well. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of just jumped, like jumbled that all together and then tried to make it all sound pretty good. Oh, my alarm's going off downstairs. Um, I might have to actually, yeah, I will have to, here, give me one second. All right. So where were we? I have no clue. <laughs> I believe we were on the subject of uh, me just telling people like, the number one thing to do when you need, you need to learn something when it comes to calling. Oh, yeah. You did it's it for just, like a month straight. Yeah. just a, You don't have to do it for a month, but do it until you are comfortable with doing that out in the woods. Hmm. Like there are some people that right when they crack a read in their mouth, they're like, yeah, I'm comfortable out in the woods. <laughs> do it until you feel like you sound, you're, quote, you're, you're good enough. When I, I feel like when a lot of people are there, when they get to the they're good enough, then they're one a pretty second. decent caller enough. For calling. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, I want to be able to do what I want the mm-hmm. first time on demand. Yes. That's when I feel like I'm ready. And that's, so that should be a lot of people's quote good enough is when, yeah. you, when you can go out in the woods and you can say to yourself, I want a lip ball right now. And you can go and execute that lip ball mm-hmm. at least, you know, pretty good. Then that's be perfect, but at least pretty good. Then I feel like, you know, you're a pretty decent caller already. That's what I, that's where I feel like I am. Like I can, execute a call minus mm-hmm. that moan thing you just showed me but yeah um i feel like i can execute pretty much all the calls on demand with limited errors yeah yeah what which is what <laughs> i would say would 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 be a good caller okay i would consider you a pretty damn good caller really yeah hmm. i well after hearing way, guys like you i'm like eh, if you went that. to worlds <laughs> if you went to worlds right now you could place top 15 well, really, out I, of like I would guarantee you that out of fifteen, no, out of like forty, <laughs> out, of, out, of, out of like forty people, really, pretty easily. You think? Pretty easily, man. This competition there's must some, not be that. No, there's some guys up. that show up there, and it's like, all right, <laughs> what are you doing? Like, I, you how know, do they? How do you qualify? You don't have to. You literally show up and you pay money. You pay money. Seriously, and you walk up there and how much calling. money? I can't remember what the entry fee is. I want to say for adult, it's like fifty bucks, dude. Okay, that's why you're getting guys that. Yeah. Yeah, I could be. It's because yeah. anybody could go. No, it's it's literally like there was some guy <laughs> that showed up with a power bugle, huh. and started ripping on that power bugle. Didn't chuckle once during the competition. Just ripped on a, just did a, just did a high pitch bugle the whole entire time for mm-hmm. forty five seconds, and then went to his cow calls and couldn't cow call. Really? Yeah. So how do some of these guys like, um, like how do some of these guys that are amazing callers get out the first round? <clears throat> I don't get it. Judging. Really, judging is the main thing. You know, I get. I mean, it. I unless, watch UFC unless, all the time. They have this old chick that doesn't know how to judge. Uh huh. Worth a darn. Uh huh. And they keep bringing her back. So their thing that they say at the Elcon Championships every year is we have different judges every year. Really? That is a sack of crap. Is it really? There was, I think it was, I, I believe it was either three or four of the same judges showed up. Really? And it's like, okay, if you're gonna sit here and tell me that you're gonna have different judges every year, I want to see different judges. Every year. Yeah. Because there's a kid that's won it now two years in a row that, you know, he's a good caller. I'm not taking anything away from him. But, you know, there's better callers out there. Okay. But it, it was the weirdest thing ever. And I, I'm i not saying that they're biased against that kid. And, you know, like, he's just, well, doing, this kid what the, won he's just doing what they like. Exactly. Yeah. He's <clears throat> known what they like now because he's got knocked out because the judges, the three of the four judges have been the same for the past Three years, I think. Really? Yeah, I think. Don't quote me on that. You wouldn't think it would be that hard to find people that want to judge. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. it, It's really not. Like, If I walked out in the crowd, I could probably find <laughs> four pretty dedicated elk hunters mm-hmm. that know what an actual elk sounds like, mm-hmm. 
know what they should be judging off of that can literally just go like this and be like we could take those people out of there. Hmm. They had a couple new judges this year, and those and I have a pretty good feeling that those old judges were like, no, this is what we're listening for. Because the first round there was a guy that should have won that won, and then the next round there was a guy that should have won and lost. Really? Like landslide should have won. Like seven zero should have won and lost. Really? Yeah. That bad. Huh? It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's it's a bunch of different things though. Like Jason getting knocked out the first round with Corey. Um, I mean, that's just a t- you, that's you, just you, that's a that's understandable. Yeah, yeah, but you know, there's people uh, who was it? Dirt got knocked out in the first round two years ago. Did he really? To a guy that he should not have got knocked out. In the first <laughs> round I think it. I think it was. Huh. Yeah, I think it was just some random guy that he got knocked out to. I was calling in the pro division for some reason. Really? I was, I was amazed by it. Um. Who else was it that got knocked out two years ago? That was pretty bad. Um, <laughs> there was some guy in the men's division that easily should have won it, and he got knocked out in the second round. See, what they should have is professional elk callers past judging. judging. Yes. Yeah, like guys that know, or, or just, like you said, dedicated elk callers that yeah. know what elk. There's a lot of guys that I they think probably go to those competitions. Maybe that's all they do. I don't know. So the funniest thing is when they do introdu- they do, they introduce all the judges beforehand. Mm-hmm. Half the judges were rifle elk hunters. <laughs> huh. Like literally rifle, like they they guided for elk, but they were all guided rifles. Huh. It's like, okay. How many of you're them gonna, were getting all the you're gonna You're going to hear a couple of bugles maybe if your spot's pretty damn good during those during the rifle hunt. Maybe. You're not hearing near as many bugles as, you a, know. An archery guy. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, but, like, that's not how, like, if you're going to be a judge for a bugling competition, yeah. I feel like you need to know what yeah, every bugle like, sounds like. The elk nut dude. Yes. Have Mike Batiste has on Mike there. Has Mike Batiste, yes. And have, you know, have some, like. Uh, Rocky Jacobson, he retired this year from elk calling. We yeah, need to have him up have there. have him on there. Yeah. Let me choose the judges. Exactly. <laughs> No, it, don't have me on there. It, it, <laughs> no, you would actually be a pretty good judge, yeah. honestly. You know what an elk needs to sound like, and like we were talking yesterday. If I'm going into a competition, I don't want to hear what a real elk sounds like. Well, obviously I do, but like a real elk is sometimes going to break notes. Right, right. They're going to fluctuate notes. They're going to cough. Up, they're yeah, gonna they're going to cough. Do what? Do all that. So you're telling me that if I go up on the stage and I can go, <laughs> oh, oh, and cough through my tube. That you're going to give me the vote because I just coughed through my tube? Right. You're not going to give me the vote. Makes sense. It should be what the perfect elk sounds like. Clean note, slides very good, and it's, you know, chuckles. Everything should sound right. like the quote-unquote perfect elk is what I believe it should sound like. That's what a lot of the competition people believe it yeah. should be. You know what they should do is go out in the freaking woods and have these competitions, yes. man. Because that's, that's where you saying. sound. Who can call in the most bulls? That, yeah. That should be the competition. <laughs> yeah, no, there you kidding. go. <laughs> but, I, you know, I used to set up my camera, my D, my uh, DSLR, uh-huh. and I would set it out at like 60, 80 yards, yeah. and then I'd go call, and I'd call for like 20 minutes, mm-hmm. and then I'd go check my camera and see what I needed to work on. But I'd do it out in the woods. Yeah, that's, you know? that's, that's where, honestly... I go so I go straight from a room where it's kind of echoey. Yeah, a lot of people in there. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sound like that. Bugling in your house is like singing in the bathroom. Yes, dude. everybody sounds like a rock star. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> when you go out in the woods, it changes the game. It completely. changes it. Yeah, there's you. You hear a different tone than you do when you're in the house. I think it's easier to sound good in the woods. In the woods, it honestly, it 100 percent is. Yeah, 110 percent. Yeah, I'm like, I get out there, I'm like, oh, that's because that if you break good. a note, it'll carry for a lot longer, so it mm. won't sound as bad. Mm. It'll just make it sound like, oh, I hit a high pitch note right there, and I continue that high pitch note. Yeah, but obviously, you can tell, like you, like yourself, can tell, like, yeah, I broke that note pretty bad right mm. there. Well, I was watching this um, video today, and I'm not sliding anybody, but um, there, Cameron Haynes uh, posted a video of him hunting. I think it was in Arizona, and he has a a guide or somebody calling for him way back in there. Mm-hmm. And it's just a stair step bugle dude. It's yeah. it sounds like oh, yeah. Terminator on crack. It, it's crazy. It like, a lot of those, Damn. a lot of those guides out there. And like, it, let's say that you got a big unit. Like let's say you're hunting San Carlos, huh. right? The ranch. Down you don't in, have to be a good caller. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to be, you literally just walk around and you'll jump a 400 inch bull out of its bed and That's shoot funny. it. It's crazy. Yeah. That's why when I, uh, my, so our, our main goal or my, me and my dad's main goal, my little brothers, is to run this archery shop the rest, for the rest of my life and hopefully, you know, for my kid's life too. Uh-huh. We want to be able to run this archery shop. 
But if that doesn't work out, I've already told him my main thing is I don't care about money. I really don't need money to be happy. If I'm in the woods guiding twenty four seven, I will be the happiest man alive. But I was like, well, it's like it's like babysitting. It's like, well, <laughs> call me babysitter then, because I'm watching big stuff die all the time. Like, you know, I think or I, have your own outfitting business. That's what I'm saying. Don't be a is, guide. Guides don't is, make uh, a lot of money. Is eventually go from okay, I'm this, you know, I'm the baseline guide, right? Yeah. I guide for elk, I guide for deer, you know, I guide for whatever, you mm-hmm. know, my outfitter guides for. Eventually, then I can work my way up through, you know, the guide ranks, mm-hmm. and then I can become an outfitter one of those days. Yeah. And that would, in my opinion, would be sweet. I can be an outfitter, you know, I can still go out with clients, I can go out on my own hunts, I can do all that stuff. I feel like that would be the coolest Kill thing it. ever, but, you know... I, but when I graduated high school, that's what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. I even put down the college I was going to go to was uh, the COAGS. Really? And it's the Colorado Outdoor Adventure Guide School. Uh-huh. And uh, it was like four or five grand or something like that. And it was only a couple months long. And uh, they'd teach you how to guide and, and like do the horse stuff. They'd teach yeah. you how to take care of your client. They'd teach you everything. Yeah. And um, I didn't pull the trigger because I was talking to guides around here and, and just none of them were – they were just getting by. They yeah. weren't. They weren't – it was hard for them. Yeah. It was month to month. It was like, I don't want that, man. Yeah. Like, but it, you can make, I think you can, I'm, and I'm sure there's guides out there that make good money. Yeah. But Cal Holiday, for example, is one of them. But he he half, or he quarter owns the outfit I was that say, he runs. You need to get some equity in something. Yeah. You he, know? he has equity in it. But, you know, if you're guiding those high dollar sheep hunts like that, yeah. I mean, you know, it's yeah. $30,000 to go kill one of those rams out there. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. I mean, they're, they're putting down some toads though i mean mm-hmm. there's some big rams out there well uh what do you say we get this thing wrapped up here is there any pieces of advice for guys wanting to um you know younger guys like you that are thinking about doing it guys that are thinking you know what calls is there any last minute words of wisdom from you i would say even if you don't want to participate in the competition go go you will hear a lot of different variations of bugles that still sound amazing hmm Bo Brooks, for example, Corey Jacobson's are and Corey Jacobson are two polar opposites when it comes to outcome. When it, Corey loud, clean, Bo pretty quiet but amazingly clean. Mm. You'll hear multiple different ways to elk call, and a lot of those guys you go up to and be like, "Hey man, you know, you got any advice for me?" They'll give you advice. They'll spew it out like really? you know, like it's nothing. They don't care. I mean, they want to get people involved. Like I want to get people involved in these elk competitions. I'm like, surprised it's not a bigger thing. Same here. I mean, it, there's a lot of money and prizes in that stuff. Yeah. $5,000, I think, to the first place. Yeah, for yeah. pro. That's a that's a. What's uh, top venue. 15 get? <laughs> uh, top 15 gets, if you're in the top three, then you get some money and some prizes. So I need to get five times better than I currently am. <laughs> no, you, you could, no you, you could do pretty good at one of the competitions, that's for sure. There was a guy there that I think got like, I want to say like 10th. Really? He was pretty good, but I you were definitely better. Oh wow. Huh. Yeah. Well my luck I'd go against like Corey Jacobs in the first first round. round. No, you <laughs> you would probably call an adult huh. instead of calling him pro. Yeah. My I kept telling my dad, I don't know why I was saying this, but I was like, I'm calling him pro next year. I don't care. Why would I do that? That's dumb. <laughs> I'm in use. Might as well just try to get a trophy while I can and then <laughs> Right. And then when I have to go up to pro, then I'll go up to pro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that so you're gonna become sponsored and stuff when you go to pro. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, you can you you can go to pro and not be sponsored at all. You just like, have to pay the you, fee and yeah, self pay everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. huh? Well, um, I I appreciate the tips. I know just through this podcast and and just listening to some of the things, my chuckles sound a little bit better. Yeah, they definitely do. Um, I was always wondering how those guys are getting the base, and it's mm-hmm. just drop it like it's hot. Just, it's just drop it, literally. Yeah. Just yeah, a lot literally. of air and drop it. Uh huh. And so that, and you, I'm going to work you, on that. Yeah, and you'll get that nice, like, that. I explained it as a pop coming off there. Because right when you drop it, your tongue is naturally going to fall down, right? And then you're just going to need a burst of air coming out. It'll sound like a pop coming off your chuckle. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I wanted to get guys tips like that. Mm-hmm. You know, turning the mouth or turning the reed like 45 yeah. or 30 degree yeah. angles helps you get a different sound. Yeah, it does. And then, um, you know, not that Phelps will ever listen to this, but we need to – Create a call that lasts longer than two days that I can blow the shit out of it. Just blow as hard as I want. And, you know, five days out of a call. I do. I spent 180 bucks on reeds this year. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Like, it was, I hunted over 20 days straight uh-huh. every day after work. I just stole them from your archery shop and didn't tell my dad about it. <laughs> 
He come out there. Why are all the Phelps pink gone? I can <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> there goes my truck driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well, I appreciate you coming on, man, and, and and helping me become a better bugler. And, yeah, I and, appreciate uh, you having me. You sound really good, and Thank I wanted you. to have you on, and and um, just the passion and you can hear it in your voice that you really love this shit yeah it's i love it it's a lot of fun i got my little brother into it he was come out one day while i was bugling how the hell do you do that i go well here take this read and i'll try to teach a little bit (laughs) and ever since then he just kind of took it and ran with it now it's me telling him to shut up because he's bugling too much (laughs) it's yeah i remember at the uh hoodie um and almost every one of my podcasts you could hear you guys' bugles oh yeah (laughs) because customers come up they're like my dad i don't know why my dad always does this but literally he'll be like yeah like out of the blue he'll be like yeah, Cody's won like four Elkhorn competitions or something like that, and I was like, okay, why are we telling people this? Like, He's like, proud yeah, of you. I enjoy, I don't know, I enjoy calling, but like, yeah. you know, I I told him one time, I was like, no, Garrett's podcasting right now, I'm not going to. <laughs> and he goes, Garrett won't care, he'll think it's funny. And I was like, all right, fine, if I let one He's loose. Right, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it adds to the podcast. You know? Yeah, it it's does. It's like, hey, I'm here at Hoodoo, shit's going on. Exactly. Come on out. Oh, yeah. So... But uh, all right, Cody. Well, uh, we're gonna go smash a giant whitetail tomorrow. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but uh, so we'll go out and uh, if you want to get out and scout, you can get out and scout tonight. But um, yeah, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Yeah. And, and uh, good luck tomorrow. Thank you. I appreciate you having okay. me. All right. See ya. See ya. All right, guys, that's this episode of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to go check out the website, uh, www.onpointpodcast.com. If you're just starting to listen to the show and you're starting to like get into the show, uh, give me your email on there. Uh, we're going to come out with the newsletter, which is like two months late now. So, uh, you know, stuff got busy. I got hunting and I kind of put it on the back burners. But we're going to come out with um, the OP newsletter, which will get you discounts on the gear that I've been using or believe in. Um, gets you updates on what content's coming out and just kind of keeps you up to date with the show. And that is going to be the number one thing you can do to help the show actually grow. Uh, you can also become a Patreon member at www.patreon.com forward slash on point podcast. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Tons of ways. Leave a review on iTunes. Tons of ways that you guys can support the show if you really like to, you feel so inclined. And uh, outside of that, I appreciate everybody listening. Thanks for hanging out with that month and a half kind of lag between episodes there and uh, we're going to be back in the saddle coming out with a bunch more content guys so look forward to uh, talking to you soon and I'll see you on the next one bye